this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. If someone doesn't feel comfortable with how I dress around their man, if you tell me we're going, you know, to the backyard party, the club or something, and I'm wearing and booty, I'm, shorts, I'm wearing booty and shorts, you're like, oh, why'd you wear from my man? I'm like, sis, you about to go into a whole party. Yeah. I don't know what you think is going on in there, but I'm the least of your worries. I don't want him. Them other girls don't care about you. Yeah. Why can't she wear that to the club? Mm -hmm. Why is it a problem? Why am I so afraid? Absolutely. If my man sees these booty cheeks, do I think that for some Ex reason he can't control himself <laughs> Around enough? some booty right. cheeks. I'm not the first pair of booty cheeks he's ever seen. Or the last. Hey, sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya and I'm your host for today. And we have another amazing episode for you. Um, so, but before we get into it, of course, I want to start out with another review. Thank you guys so much for um, picking up on that. You guys rating and reviewing the podcast, um, wherever you listen to it is extremely helpful. Um, sharing them, leaving comments under the YouTube videos, it means more than you know. This this costs you zero dollars to do, to listen, to enjoy the content, but it does cost us something. But you doing that is a great payment. So we appreciate that. Um, but we're going to start with uh, our review from Mr. Kel Weezy. All right. Um, I went to school with her. I'm happy for you. Keep it up, G. Um, thank you. Mr. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if it's from St. Louis because the her is like her, you know, it has like the way that it's spelled. So I, I feel, is that what you said? Her? I have a guest today. She always talks about this. Um, she's been here before. It's always hot in her. So, <laughs> <laughs> make sure that y'all are checking out the visuals so y'all can see Dara talking about me. Uh, she has on periwinkle blue. So, you need to check out that episode because it looks really great on the rest of the wall today. All right. Um, say hello to the folks, Dara. Welcome back. Hey, folks. How y'all doing? <laughs> nice to see you again. Uh, Dara was actually um, on our very first episode um, holding space for me as I introduced this podcast to you all. So um, she has been a reoccurring guest, just chiming in from time to time. Um, and I'm we're a friend of the show at this point. A friend of the show. Mm -hmm. Yes. One of the friends. Um, so today we have an amazing episode curated for you all. Um, what was about to say? Her. <laughs> Her. <laughs> Now it's just stuck in your head now. <laughs> because you, every time I hear myself like um, talk hit, hit certain, that hard you are, I'm like, mm -hmm, here it come. Right and then she dirt. mock it and then you hear her in the background. <laughs> like, it's like an ad lib for me living. <laughs> um, but anyways, we're going to start off the day with the adult tip of the day. Um, and today's adult tip of the day is making friends as an adult is difficult. Okay. Showies. That is the adult tip of the day. Adult tip of the day is where we give you... Um, a pocket-sized piece of information for you to have about being an adult because one day we looked up and we the grown-ups in the room. Oof. You know, Jump scare. It's really scary. <laughs> um, and I wanted to talk about this because um, I've been friends with Dara for, what, over 10 years now? No, this is our 10th year. This is our year? Yeah. Oh, look at us. We got to take an anniversary picture. We sure do. We, and we look great. So we take, Well, listen... We, we, great awesome you know we, we might even get it like a nip slip if the if the dress shoulder fall lucky. down look here she's been getting up her heads up she's something just y'all just let me know if my nipple fall out what that's i'm trying to be a lady though <laughs> make sure y'all checking out the visuals on youtube we are shooting today at the something extraordinary content house on the rust wall and we have a custom set today we actually um normally have the white accent chairs but you know we switched it up for you today listen it's real brutal in here okay <laughs> i'm here all the time and I came in and I said, oh, that's different. I like that. Yes. This is nice. This is nice. That's a nice boulder. That's a nice boulder. Um, but shout out to Naya, um, our interior designer. She made us a custom set for today. Um, but um, getting back to this adult tip of the day, making friends as an adult is difficult. And especially for women, 
Um, because like I feel like men can go anywhere and then they just talk about yeah, sports. Yeah, they do be or, friendly as hell. Yeah, like they may not follow up afterwards to create friendship. No, but, but in that's that they moment, friend right then, in that moment, they be like, "Man, they hella cool. Right. Like, don't know nothing about him." But he's straight. Okay, he's straight. All right. <laughs> uh, whatever that means. Like, right. glad I'm, it was so easy for you. Did you get his number? Like, what's <laughs> um, where's this relationship going? Um, but for women, it's different because a lot of us, I feel like we either don't say anything because we don't see it going to a long term friendship mm-hmm. or because we're just making it more difficult or we're just, you know, kind of awkward. And, you know, it's, it's difficult. I think a lot of women are used to people approaching them. So now it's two women mm. who don't who don't necessarily have to approach anyone for anything. Having, having to, approach. to approach one of somebody's have to break down that wall and be like, OK, I want to be this person's friend. And I've always told people, I'm like, I'm not great at making friends at all. <laughs> people find me and make me make be their friend. And I'm OK with that because it works for you. As, yeah. As much as I like to laugh and joke, I will sit in a corner real quiet all day and just be like, oh, OK, I don't exist. I don't exist. I don't exist. Nobody can see me. <laughs> and then there'll be one person who real loud be like, what you doing? Ask me all these. I'm like, OK, I guess we friends now because <laughs> you will not stop talking. And <laughs> here I am trying to hide. And you go keep you, you keep responding back. I am not rude, if anything. Um, I feel like um, there has been, um, I've had uh, some changes with the show coming out where Mm -hmm. a lot of women are reaching out to me. um, And I I really wanted to address this, like just just in an honest fashion that are reaching out and they're like, hey, I really resonate with the show. It's been doing a lot for me. And I'd really love if, you know, we could become friends. I could really see us becoming friends. And that's been difficult for me and actually has been giving me anxiety because my business and what I do for work and how I use my purpose and my personal life and relationships are totally separate. And this is the first time that I'm having to find the words to respond to people um, that are hearing the show and then want to create friendships after I'm encouraging women on the show to, to be friends, to make go yeah. make friends and just step out and just make the conversation. And so I just want to add some clarity, you know, mm-hmm. here, um, just in a safe space, which is... Um, <clears throat> It's just like going to therapy and being like, you know what? My therapist hella cool. Let's go out and get some drinks. Right. Um, this show is my purpose and it's my job and it's what um, I'm supposed to provide to you all. Um, but also when it comes to friendships, we have to make sure that we're not only networking across, but making sure that there's some alignment. When I say, you know, reach out and just kind of just ask that person if you see that you guys, um, if you like, you know what? I want to be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Also make sure that they feel the same way or you guys are in the same position to feel the same way. A lot of times people will DM me and I don't know who you are at all. I don't know that you exist. So you're at the end of the day, you're still a stranger. And as a single woman that, right. you know, there are still some safety boundaries there. Um, and people be like, oh, when you come to the city, let's hang out. But you have to remember it's over 10,000 downloads like per episode. So there's a lot of those messages that are coming in. And it's inorganic. It's inorganic. Yeah. And and I don't want to um, discourage anyone when they get up the courage to say, you know what, well, hey, yeah. I think that we should be friends. And so that's why I kind of want to offer that clarity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the reason that we're having difficulties because we're not picking the person in alignment. We're picking the person we look up to or that they did something for us. And so it's like, you did that for me. I want more of you in my life. And so a lot of times, you know, you have to watch it because you end up being in friendships where people want to So now just I'm not talk a friend, I'm your muse. Yes. And like, there's a lot of people that come and talk to me and they only talk about their relationships or only talk mm-hmm. about sex and so it's like this is what I'm talking about this isn't really you knowing anything about me what I talk about in my work and what I study has nothing to do with my quirks or that exactly. you know how long how I actually am around mm-hmm. people and you don't know that part of me as well as you're when you ask to do a relationship or a friendship with someone you're asking them to hold space for you and be respond that's a responsibility and that's the integrant that's inorganic, the inorganic like portion. you're not showing me that you're wanting to get to know me that you want to be my friend you're showing me that you need me and honestly I don't even for me it's not that I think they're saying that they want to be friends but what about me just because I do the show doesn't mean that you know you can't be like oh I heard your show it did something for me I think that we should be friends I have no thoughts about you yet so it's not really fair it's really because you want this and that's great but what I really want us to steer our energy into is like next time you're walking at the park or you're going to your spin class and the same girl is there Mm -hmm. every time talk to her you know what I mean like sometimes we can um and I'm not saying that I haven't made the same mistake before just like sometimes when you reach out to somebody like hey I heard this and but I've never really started to start a personal friendship with someone and I don't think that people understand like what friendship really means um, and why I say that. And so um, this episode today is just really about the friendship of um, women, like the friendships Mm -hmm. that I have 
um, with the women that are in my lives and how detailed and specific and intentional it is and why it's so important and serious to me. Um, it's not to shame anyone, but it's just really a conversation of how starved we are for affection from other women mm -hmm. that sometimes the only person that you can feel related to relatable to is someone from the internet. And it's, and that's not true. I'm, I feel like I'm the glue between a lot of women and I'm hearing the same stories from the right. same way. And so what I know is that there are other women who want the exact same thing as you. They want the same relationships that you want and they're going through the same issues that you're going through, but we're not talking to each other. We're talking to the person that's inspiring us instead where there are some personal boundaries there where they can't make personal relationships off of every listener or, you know, really have that capacity. And so I want to talk about just some of the importances and just, you know, conversations of just women um, having an impact on my life and just even us, each other, especially just having this 10 year friendship um, that have come up. And, you and know, to rewind that real quick, I know we're moving past the adult tip of the day, oh, no, go ahead. but to her point is we have a lot of shared experiences, right? We may not have lived all the same life. We say all the time, women are black people are not a monolith. You know, we're not the same, but we do have a lot of shared experiences, right? Because yeah. a lot of our generational trauma came from the same source. Mm. So when you're looking to Samaya or somebody that you really, you know, you just connect with as far as their message that they're, they're on their platform, I do a lot of times, I'm not saying that I go and make friends, but I look <laughs> through the comments to see who's like-minded, see what comment is being that I resonate with. And then I'll comment on that. I'll like it. And then sometimes that conversation will, and I know some of us, like I have a lot of IG friends, right? People who I yeah. may have not even really seen in person, but we commiserate on a lot of the same things, whether it be school, work, hair, makeup, nails, but I'll see this person under a lot of my posts and IG is built that way. Their yeah. algorithm is built to bring community together, technically. <laughs> So you see a lot of the same people liking this, a lot of the same posts. And that's an easy in to be like, you keep going back and forth on posts with this person. IG keep bringing it up. Okay, well, like shoot your shot in the DMs. That message that you're going to put as a post under the, or in a comment under the post, shoot that message in their DMs and have the conversation build on that. And that way it's a more organic, yeah. mutual thing where we can be like, oh, you, you in Atlanta too? Oh, yeah, man, yeah. we should do X, Y, Z, you know, goes or along. Or they post an event. Yeah, or, they post yeah. an event. Let's go, let's go to Samaya's event. She's doing something at the content house. Let's go together or I'll meet you there. I'll see you there, sis. I'm so excited. That's an Just organic a slow way. relationship. Yeah. Um, and ladies, it's not, it's not something that we, <laughs> um, that's all our fault. We kind of do that in romantic relationships as well. We skip the getting to know you portion and we want to be the one that you're dating, be the one, you know, that you're officially talking to. Do we know how to just be friends? And it doesn't have to mean that we exchange numbers at this time. We're or, just in a rush. Yeah, we're very much so in a rush. And just so slowing down those little mm -hmm. details. And so sometimes it's not that making friends is awkward or difficult. Sometimes we're just, if when people develop boundaries, especially in our grown woman phase, mm -hmm. you want to make sure that everybody that's in your life is someone that you can use and that can also use you, right? Um, and I'm definitely going to share like some of the experiences and why that was, I know, really important for me. Um, mm -hmm. But in general, that's pretty much what we're talking about here. Um, just developing those relationships over time, commenting on people's posts over, like literally over time. Um, me and Daryl met working out. Right. And like we weren't a, hanging out day one. And I we weren't that. hanging out at all. Yeah. It literally was like one person's birthday or some, something. No, like, it was just the, I think we were like six months in and the group was like, it was hey, let's, long. let's go hang out. Since we always, we work out five days, six days a week together. Let's go do something outside yeah. of fitness. But it, it took five or six months for us to really warm up and yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I see you every day. We talking yeah. at the gym or we talking. Having a great time, though. Well, I wish gym. we were at the gym. We talking outside on that field. On the stadium. <laughs> we in the stadium <laughs> burning tennis. up. And, you know, again, shared experience. We're at the gym. We're, we're all dying trying to reach a goal. And you're in the same space that I'm in doing something that you are showing me consistency in this. Yeah. Like the relationship is building off the fact that we're both experiencing this thing at the same time. And that's when it that's became comfortable for us to be like, you know what? I know that at the very least, you guys are like-minded here. Let's get to know each other a little more outside of this yeah. space. Yeah. Um, and even just your workout friends, I feel like that's always kept us accountable for our size as well, too. Mm -hmm. Like just making friends at the gym. Those are the people that already know where you started at. And then we've seen each other at our best bodies, our 
craziest bodies, right. like literally. So, um, so it was a long time to know somebody. Yeah. And it didn't, it's just so crazy because one day I was like, damn, this girl been in my life for hell is like at everything. Like she mm -hmm. drove a couple hours just to come to my baby shower. Like <laughs> that's so crazy. Um, but you know, to get that type of friendship, you have to, get, you know, be that person as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and both of those things don't always come at the same time. Um, so no, it's fine that we stayed there. I think what I like about the show is that sometimes certain topics that like maybe like a five minute idea yeah. um, end up expanding longer and create then, a conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. but because like all the topics are like curated together to get to this main goal from different perspectives, it ends up just being a real well-rounded conversation and you, you change the times as we go. So, you know, real people making real content. So show is. Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. And for those of you who didn't know, I'm also the CEO and founder of Sexual Essentials. One of my favorite parts about building that brand was creating a learning platform that has over 250 workshops, interviews, and so much more. Some of my favorite components are the sex position demos. Yes, you heard that right. Demos. They're featuring some people that you may already know. Good Moms, Bad Choices has demonstrated some positions for us, as well as Dara. You remember her from our first episode. Those are some of my faves, as well as the Lingam and Yoni massages. These are great additions to add to your oral loving for your partner. Yes, I said oral loving. I'm trying to keep it clean, guys. Anyways, they are great additions and a great way to spice things up. Outside of our masterclasses, add one of these on to your normal routine and really wow your partner. Click the link below or in any of the links in our bio and sign up for our courses today. All right, now back to the show. <laughs> so we're going to go on to Twitter talk. Um, Twitter talk is where we sit there and we talk about the controversial stuff, the viral stuff, the memes, the funny. I love the spicy. Let's go. Yes. For, you know, black Twitter. Um, and so there was a video about a woman. So basically she is like a skit. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was a skit or if it was real. Either way, it, it was realistic to me. Okay. Um, she came downstairs and she was talking to her daughter and she said, um, um, are you wearing that? Your uncles are coming over. You should put on something. <laughs> Yo, Okay. No, I'm, that's my listening face. Okay. <laughs> she said, "Oh, um, she said, put on some clothes. Your uncles are coming over, and don't you want to put on something more appropriate?" And her daughter was like, "What do you mean more appropriate? I'm really comfortable in this. And if they gonna make me uncomfortable, then they don't need to be coming over here." She was like, "All right, just making sure. Good for you, baby. Keep speaking up." And she walked in the kitchen, and it was just <laughs> the way that she did it was super funny. Um, I'll make sure that we put that below. Um, but I just, I thought about, um, just even in friendship, um, different ways that I've held myself accountable for just the way things have made me feel, um, temperature checking, even my friends and, mm -hmm. and the grace to change. And when I say that, um, a lot of times, yes, we check in as like the, the older women saying that, oh, you should cover up or things like that. But as a woman, I can acknowledge that um, back in the day when I was not really comfortable with who I was, how other women would dress would make me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I attribute that to multiple things. I feel like I had a mom that was jealous of other women all the time. That basically if it just seemed like there was always something wrong with the woman that I thought was the coolest one in the room. You know what I mean? Like right. from me looking, it seemed like they were the coolest one in the room. And especially if you vocalized that they were cool. Yeah. Or and and I would watch her like pick things apart and not necessarily like giving the good and the bad, but just mm -hmm. like picking at something and it's like, but it seems like you kinda like that thing. Like, right. you know? Um, so there's like she never liked Oprah. She didn't like Beyonce, like any of the best people. She always said, oh, they're overrated. They're overrated. And it's like every time someone's that's the best in there. And I watch how I internalized that for a long time before, you know, therapy and all these mm -hmm. other changes that y'all hear about on the show. Um, and I even understand how it was embedded in me. Um, and one of the, one of the more, more difficult things was just being in a friendship with you. Who's always been super free and wear her wrestling suits and just nipples out and all these things as you know, like before I was even at that place where I was comfortable. And I realized that if you have an issue with anything that a woman is wearing because of like a man or anything like that, it's probably the man, you know, but we don't think that we ask our friends to dress a type of, a certain type of way around our man and things like that. And I was guilty of that before. Um, and I just think that this entire episode and this just topic period is about treating our friends better because mm -hmm. of how important those woman relationships play a role in our lives and how much they show up and they're the thing that 
we fall on even when men, you know, when we can't count on men. And this is not a man bashing episode or saying that men don't have the same things. I'm saying me as a black woman speaking from a black right, woman. That's the only experience I can talk that's to. That's the only thing that I can talk to. Um, how those woman friendships have been there, even when my family relationships have not um, been able been able to be something that I lean on. And so I just want to charge everyone up with or um just challenge you to think on any ways that you've kind of tried to even control other women and how they dress around you and things like that. That if someone, if something feels inappropriate, then maybe you're not the one that should be there or they shouldn't be there. Someone said something to me a long time ago, and I'm not a big like uh, inspirational quotes kind of person, but I am a listener. And when you say something that really resonates or makes sense, I hold on to it. I apply it. I move it through my life. And actually two things. The first thing was that a lot of our trauma holds us in the place that where it happened, right? So you spend the rest of your life trying to heal the six-year-old, the seven-year-old, yeah. the eight-year-old child that got hurt in whatever aspect. And to that fact, you said you might, you feel like you picked that up from your mom watching her pick apart women who you thought were actually um, cool. So then you started projecting that when you got older. And then the second quote that I always uh, think about is... I never take anything personally because I know everything that happens outside of my body is a projection of how that person feels about themselves onto me. If you accuse me of things that I, I know outright I didn't do, I know you projected it onto me. Yeah. And this has allowed me to give people grace because we don't always know that that's what's yeah. the, um, what's, that's the problem. So to those points, I always like, okay, if someone doesn't feel comfortable with how I dress around their man, the, Trauma of whatever happened in their relationship or perhaps relationships before is what's coming up. I, to the point, I'm free, but I'm also very respectful of my spaces. Yeah. I understand that not necessarily that I got to dress a certain way in front of somebody's man, but there's a time and a place, right? If we're going to dinner, why are my booty cheeks, my, my <laughs> cleavage, like, why is everything, why is everything spilling out? That don't make sense. But now if you tell me we're going, you know, to the backyard party, the club or something, and I'm wearing and booty, I'm, shorts, I'm wearing booty and shorts, you're like, oh, why'd you wear from my man? I'm like... Sis, you about to go into a whole party. Yeah. I don't know what you think is going on in there, but I'm the least of your worries. I don't want him. Them other girls don't care about you. Yeah. You got to worry about what's going out there. So it's just understanding that, just knowing that a lot of things are not about you. So I'm not taking it personally, but also thinking about that when we are expressing how we feel to somebody else, like, why can't she wear that to the club? Mm -hmm. Why is it a problem? Why am I so afraid? Absolutely. If my man sees these booty cheeks, do I think that for some Ex reason he can't control himself <laughs> Around enough? some booty right. cheeks. I'm not the first pair of booty cheeks he's ever seen. Or the last. Might not be the last. And I'm not the first booty pair of booty cheeks he's seen clapping in the club. So if I take him outside, why am I worried about my friend? Now, unless she's giving you specific reasons yeah, yeah. in the way she's acting, but... You got to be cool about and that's that. That's why I don't think I've ever really had a friend who said that to me, though. Yeah. I've never had, and that's the intentionality of also the people that I pick. I understand insecurities. I get that they happen, but I've never had someone who decided to bring their man into a space that they know I was going to be in and then be like, can you change this? Can you not wear that? that in front of him? In my head now, I'm like, you jealous of me or you insecure about him? Because or both your, your are man not okay. can't keep his eyes on right. whatever. Which, what which basically at this point, you're looking at you. You're like, okay, well, what you doing? What you doing? It's like, then there's this whole person over right. there that's ultimately made you uncomfortable. That's why um, we don't go woman to woman. No, we don't. Um, and I think for me, um, you hit the nail right on the head with your first point of at some point you're stuck in that routine and that whatever. Mm -hmm. um, for me, of course, there were multiple things wrong with my marriage, ultimately just being the wrong person. Um, but one of the things that really helped me to recognize that this was not the best person for me, like just afterwards and just, you know, like really picking it apart and just seeing what role I played in things yeah. um, was I didn't like that. And I'm a very confident person. I don't like that in those moments, I always felt like I just wasn't as confident that I was worried about what the next person mm -hmm. had on or how they were doing when I'm really so fine with how I am now. Um, and I understand I wasn't that same person, but ultimately it's because you have a partner that isn't affirming you or that's making you feel uncomfortable. Precisely. But also that still has nothing to do with another woman that ultimately has to do with how that person is making you feel. And for me, you speaking to the point of we get caught in the cycle where this became a problem and we keep reliving it. Mm -hmm. For me, I lived in a home from a very young age where my mom is asking me to change my clothes because my dad is home. Mm -hmm. And I just grew up. And mind you, we're talking about at a very young age, yeah. thinking that you don't wear things like that when men, men. Are, men yeah. are around. So 
if this is what your mother is telling you, this is how it goes in your home and everyone knows that this is the rule, mm -hmm. you don't even understand that anything is wrong. You're thinking that everyone else is like doing too much or whatever, but ultimately your mom on some level is aware that your dad is attracted to the young girl that's in the house. And is and addressing the, the, the consequence the child. of their choices yeah. rather than addressing the actual They're problem. actually addressing it. Um, and just even in healing, mm -hmm. it always, I realize I actually don't give a fuck what any other woman has on. I realize that at all. Like, now that I, to do with me. It has nothing to do with me, but it's, it's still very hurtful um, when I think that just, that's what the picking apart of mm -hmm. what I'm wearing and stuff comes on. But instead of protecting me, you're choosing to tell me to change um, instead, instead of really handling the problem head on. Um, and so I'm just very grateful to have friendships with people that are themselves a thousand percent um, and that are different and that challenge that. And I'm also grateful for a friend that has the patience to, you know, be there as I figure those things out because you know, whether you know it or not, you know what I mean? You right. may be like, mm, that makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to be her friend. And I miss out on a friendship that's, you know, there. So I'm grateful because um, some of the things that I've been through and the healing that I've went through, like that takes a lot of patience. And for you to still be my friend from those times and stuff all the way to now, like it's beautiful. And it, it feels good to know that you see that, you know what, she's changed or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just been accountable. So I'm appreciative of that. There's growth. <laughs> gross. Oh. Gross. Yes. Um, so... As we continue talking about girlfriends, I want to talk about the shows that you grew up on, um, seeing other women as friends and like how you approached them. So the two that I want to talk about are girlfriends mm -hmm. and sex iconic. in the city. Both iconic. Okay. Which one was your favorite? It's a safe place. Girlfriends is always going to be my favorite. Um, really? Listen, you know how I am about black women. I know. And I've been unknowingly that way my entire life obsessed i've always been obsessed with black women my mom my aunts like there was nothing even though i didn't hang out with a lot of black women as a kid something about black women being very close to me always lit my heart up and so yeah. like watching girlfriends i was always like it the first thought was oh my gosh they made a black sex in the city look at them they're all rich they're outside playing they're going places i was like things that i just didn't fathom as a kid and i was like this is great now i love sex and city it had a very long run i love the story i probably shouldn't have been watching it at the age that i was watching it <laughs> either one of them <laughs> neither one of them but the point is that as much as i love sex and the city there's i just there's nothing better in this world to me than a black woman I agree with that a thousand percent and still disagree, not disagree, but my stance or say stance like we're talking about politics over here. My stance on the show. Um, I like Sex in the City better. Um, I wish that it was all black women, of mm -hmm. course. Um, but or at least I had some black women. Some, yeah, like, there were no black women. in New York. Yeah. No. We digress. Um, my issue with girlfriends was that I didn't like how they portrayed I didn't like how I felt about myself off some of the things that were going because like there was little, I stopped watching the show like dead in his tracks. Um, Tony, whoever Tracy Ellis Ross was, right? No, no Joan. Joan. Okay, Joan was dating a sex addict or something. Okay, yeah. Man. And then Tony, the other one, who was her best friend, they constantly had issues throughout the show, mm -hmm. um, got upset at, at Joan for something. And so when Joan came home, she was on the, Tony was on the couch in lingerie trying to seduce her sex addict recovering boyfriend. And... And like put him in a position to make it look like he was trying to cheat, but mm -hmm. really she was trying to seduce him. And y'all seduce me like you're you're showing up somewhere you're not even supposed to be. You're doing something when somebody's not engaging with you, like whatever. And I didn't like that at all because I would never do no shit like that to you know what I'm saying? Like when, like you talking about you, you're upset at me, and then I'm gonna go sleep with your man to piss you off. So did that make you feel then that you disconnected to the show? Because you may not have ever thought of that. That does not negate the fact that that situation has probably more than likely happened. Yes, I'm I'm very clear that that has probably happened amongst other things. So that's and, what I'm saying. But it was it was more so the shadiness and just yeah. when I relate and think about. Yes, I'm I'm with you. I absolutely love thinking about growing up and spending money like El Chapo with my black friends. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like my black girlfriends at that. I absolutely want that. But it was some of the hurtful things and the way they even talk to each other that stung with me more. And I just don't like 
someone writing about that. And I know that it, that's somebody's truth and very relatable, totally understand. Um, but I felt like even with Sex in the City, like, yes, they had their disagreements, but I felt like they didn't throw each other under the bus, at least in the ways that the characters are written. So that made me more comfortable with the friendship that I was just able to take from the storylines versus the people and what they look like. And so that's really where I had an issue with Girlfriend. They were doing stuff that like... You know what I wonder? What? And I just also, also assume because it's written by a white man. If a black woman had wrote that, would nobody say, wrote that I shit? Said, back then, I don't think they had many black writers. So we are getting black women at, through the eyes of very older white men. That's what I didn't like. And, I, and maybe that's, unfortunately, I to a fault, I am very uh, forgiving of people and things and ideas because I'm like, if they didn't have con creative control, am I upset at what's actually happening and disconnecting from the show, or I'm upset the fact that there's not black women writing this where it would make sense yeah. to the other. So I just, I negate, I've re, I remind myself of that and then take that part out of the show. Cause I'm like, that was, that's shitty. There's no way I would see another woman do that to, and it'd be okay. And also I don't see y'all write that into them white shows. That's what I'm saying. Not saying that none of this don't happen, but that's the yeah. part that didn't make me feel like, it didn't make me feel Proud of the reflection. I think of us I just removed them. For, I removed the parts that I knew clearly were not a reflection of us, yeah. and dismissed it as okay. This is this you're projecting this, and I don't know why or what's your agenda here, but I'm going to choose to pick the better parts, and maybe that's why I did it. But also, I think I'm just more of a comedy person, and it was funny. Girlfriends yeah. are just way funnier to yeah. me. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Yeah, for me, I can't watch like, but also when I feel uncomfortable, I just feel it. I can't help it. And I, so, know, I understand. You got yeah, your shows. Watching, like, bitch, you got you doing what? Like, it made me uncomfortable. Like, you know, so um, for me, that's how I had to pick. Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. If you're enjoying the topics over here, honestly, I think you'd love the topics over on my learning platform. I have some private interviews over there with some amazing guests. I've interviewed Mr. Marcus. Yes, that's the porn star. Passion Jones, who brought on her husband and her boyfriend, and even had some girls night conversations with Medina from Cocktails, as well as Mila from Good Moms, Bad Choices. That conversation was amazing. We did some examples of our dirty talk, and let's just say you need to check it out. Don't just take my word for it. Make sure that you click the link below and sign up today. There are over 250 workshops, classes, interviews, and so much more. All right, now back to the show. I wanted to... Um Talk to the point of, um, I know you said like your biggest, that's all you wanted was just to have black friends and black girlfriends around. Like how did, like um, what, what, tell me more about that. Because like now, like you're, you're one of my closest friends, if not one of my best friends. Um, and it took me a long time to, not a long time with you necessarily to get to that point. Like I said, growing up, although I have a lot of family and I'm thankful for the fact that my mom's. Um, sisters and family was constantly visiting us but on my dad's side there's a lot of men and I spent a lot of time with men my uncles all lived in New York and my mom's family's in Canada and Haiti so we only saw them very select times of the year so I'm with my dad and my uncles all the time or I'm with my cousins and my uncles and we're just always around men so it was just very like light in heart and as you know I grew up a tomboy so the the very girly part of me wanted to be around with my mom and my aunts and my grandma's in town and I'm like oh well, look at all these black women and then seeing them just running because usually I only saw them during special events so I'm like look at them running around getting everything done <laughs> it just it working so hard it just lit me up so I always wanted that sisterhood growing up and you don't I, have black friends living in New York I had black friends and I didn't realize I just couldn't understand color or race or mm. anything I couldn't tell who was white who was black and I realized that growing up I also didn't see very many white people got you um until we moved to Florida to Southwest Florida in a very small part of Florida that is mainly very wealthy white people mm. so I was like okay I went from one extreme to the next and when I moved to Florida, all of my choices were, there were like a little bit of, there was a few black kids and Haitian kids, but most of it was a bunch of white kids. So, you know, I just picked from who was the nicest person to me. <laughs> All the kids I knew in New York, 
never met that or never talked to them again. So we moved to Florida and I was like, okay, there's no, there's nothing but white girls really around me. And those are who the people, that's the people talking to me. And I have my sister at home, but it's just the two of us. And I'm telling you like watching shows. And back then there was no sex in the city and girlfriends. I'm older than that, unfortunately for the rest of y'all. Um, but th there was a living single and yeah, yeah, it was Martin and yeah. all them shows These that were showing, having a big group of black friends, having a big group. And how old were you in Florida now? Now is the time um, yeah. to really start creating those friendships. Exactly. So now, you don't so even now have I move them. when I'm eight years old, and we it's finally time to start really, you know, building on those sleepovers friends. and because yeah, my oh, kid girl, can't sleep I'm over. Not my no. Haitian mama. We yeah. ain't sleeping nowhere mm -hmm. but the house. But, the but house. <laughs> <laughs> so you better sleep outside if you get locked out too. Um, there was just like you know I'm realizing that okay we're gonna be here for a while and there's two elementary schools in the city I'm growing up in. Three middle schools and you get one high school. And I, when I st heard that, I was like, oh, we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. I'm looking around like there's not a brown person in this room. That's weird. I ain't never seen that before. So I'm picking up my friends and I'm having white friends and we're just not get, getting along it's, by the end of the year. Right. Because yeah. not realizing that my experiences, your experiences are completely different. Um, and so... The friends I do have, when I'm going to their house, it's like living in a whole different world from my house. I, it's like time travel. I get in the house, I'm like, things are so different. My very immigrant mother would never. <laughs> would never. I'm like, I'm, you guys do, you guys as a, like, as a, you let them say these things to you? Like, you guys are talking real spicy in here. Or just like, oh, my mom said I can sleep over your house. And I'd be like, you can sleep at my house? That's crazy. You can't, my, we're not allowed to do no, that. No, that's not. I feel like the thing that um, a lot of friendships um, don't have, which mm -hmm. is why I value mine the most, is they don't have intimacy. And I say that because as a woman, I feel like my relationship with my women friends have done things for me that family couldn't and even that relationships or men couldn't do. Very and true. I've found that really understanding it and respecting how much they those friendships pour into me makes it easier and takes a lot of pressure off of the romantic part of dating because I feel like I finally have my priorities together mm -hmm. as far as like making sure that it's taking care of me, right? Then taking care of my son. And then I have like my chosen family. And I feel like my friends at this point, all of my friends that I'm like, this is a friend, not an associate, like my circle, mm -hmm. um, they are my chosen family. Sure. And I, I didn't even realize until the other day, not that how important you guys were, but really how much support I have to, to fail, fall, and flail, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, I've been doing the content house and all of that, and it's it's been a lot. And, you know, you've, you've been there this since- This is a lot. Yes, <laughs> I know. I've been watching. It's, it's been a lot. And you've been there since we was dragging dildos up the subway in New York. Every step of the way. Every single step Bum of the way. and all. Yes. Like- mm -hmm even at the part before I had pregnancy and change, as you've watched from start to finish and how I've changed in a very small amount of time in 10 years. Um, and the other day, uh, last week, I just, I was having a really difficult time. Um, on Wednesday, I was getting, you know, financial information that was really bothering me because, you know, with the house, a lot of the, all of the investment, all of everything that everyone sees came from my pocket, right? Um, my life savings is how I started Maybe all of you've this. You've been self-funded from the start. I was always self-funded, yeah. but this was the first time that I spent it all yeah, to do to no. do a dream to to make this content house that everyone sees. And so it's a different it's a different circumstance financially than I'm used to and that mm -hmm. we're used to, especially as the black girls that spend money like El Chapo and everything else. This is different, like yeah. being frugal used to and seeing careful. Couple zeros, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I was I was getting calls and misinformation about financial stuff. So that was really stressing me out because, you know, I haven't been in a financial situation like this in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and then the next day I'm finding out um, other information and and it's that I that I might need to move. And, mm -hmm. you know, not from the content house, but like my my other home, you know, right. like like things like that. And when I don't have the emergency funds that I would normally have to make a move like that because I've risked it all, right? And so I'm feeling, you know, self-loathing and feeling like, okay, why would you risk it all in this? That was silly. Yeah. Like all of these different things. And I was ready to snap because it's been over six months of me doing this. And it's not like I just did this. I lost sexual essentials in a way that I was used to, the way that it was bringing in money because I lost the Instagram. And then it led to creating the podcast, but then deciding to take the thought full circle and create the content house around it. 
Um, those are three major radical changes in my life that were Very all happening quickly. at once, yeah. right? Um, while I write my memoirs, which are nothing but the stories about my life, right? Which are difficult to to talk about. So, as I'm, and I'm a mom, right? <laughs> so, right. And, and I'm life a mom. still keeps lifing. And regardless. outside of all of that, I'm a mom. And we went to, we came to Atlanta, we went to and I say, you know what? I just need a hot meal and I'll be ready to record mm. tomorrow. We on a bulk weekend. I showed up too late. And mind you, after not eating all day, getting on the road, like all of those things, I kept trying to take space for myself and say, you know what? Let's just leave a little bit later to head to Atlanta. I know we got a bulk record this weekend. I know I have an event this weekend. I'll just, you know, I'll push some things back so I can get the self-care I needed. And every time I tried to get the self-care that I needed, it fell through. It didn't Something's work. Blocking you. Something happened. And I'm like, I'm doing the shit that I know how to do. Why the, you know... When that food, girl, when I couldn't eat that night, that shit snapped me. I said... Maybe I know that's like getting your sleeve caught on the door handle when you walking out and you already mad and And late. I'm already... Bad tag about the situation. Rip this door handle right off. Rip this door handle off. <laughs> and at that point, so I was like, fuck it. I went home and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to feel this. I'm just going to go to sleep. We have to bulk record. And you know, mm -hmm. we shoot like two months of content at right. one time. And we had an event. Listen, this is how and, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. I woke up and I saw Samaya's name on my phone and I wake up early. I said, hmm, that's not, it's not, that's gonna be not, not this yes. time of day. What is she even sending me? I said, oh no. I was like, yo, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this anymore. I was like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like mm -hmm. I'm stretched thin and I, I, I don't know. And mind you, I had sent you a text two days before that just letting you know, hey, I'm having a really hard time. Yeah. And I feel like the intimacy of these relationships is that we treat them like romantic relationships. They they are their own relationship. We right. give each other flowers. We give each other hugs. We give each other cuddles if we need them. We give each other, each other laughs and business advice and all those things. But also, we reach out to each other when we're not okay. Well, these are romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. I put my love into my relationships, right? So it's all romantic for me. And if I'm going, like you said earlier, you treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. And if I want to be loved, I need to love back. And if my friends are telling me that they're not okay, okay, I may not be able to fix the problem. Can yeah. I make things, can I even give you a solution? Maybe not, but I can at least take away something off your plate that's little and just give you a, a second to breathe or enough to make you smile. My friend sent me a post today or a message. She's like, you just making that joke put the biggest smile after having such a hard day and to say, I just want to let you know, say thank you. And if that's all I can offer to you, yeah. the point is that as a friend, as a sister, that's what like you said, we're very intentional at this point, 10 years. I don't, you know, I don't tell people, I'm like, hey, sis, I don't do that because you're not my sister. But <laughs> my friends are, this is my chosen family. If I want my family to be okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that they are okay in some form or fashion because I know they would break their backs making sure the same for me. And that's the thing. For me, I got in town um, after all those hiccups, right? Mm -hmm. And when I got in, my, my friends can get in my house <laughs> at this point. Um, there were flowers on the kitchen island. There was ginger beer. And there was these muffins that I'd be smashing from pubs. I'm <laughs> <laughs> thinking good, in, though. <laughs> in, larger, in large quantities that I should not be comfortable sharing. Um, and it was just sitting in the house waiting for me before I even got there. And it's just like... That was that was so intentional and amazing to me that she had already came, dropped off. And those were my favorite things. And so some of the characteristics and things like I took from that was one, make sure that your friends know the things that you like. Like, don't be afraid to mm -hmm. correct them or say, oh, no, this is my favorite and have it again. Be yourself. All I, She didn't ask, like, what do you want me to bring? They've watched me long enough to know this is what somebody gets herself. So this is yeah. where, you know, making sure that you have your own personal practices, know what you like. This is where it comes in handy because it not only teaches your romantic partners how to love you, but your personal friendships as well, what to do for you and know when mm -hmm. you need it, when you need it. And even more intentional because she's a woman, so she knows even more what I need at that moment or when I'm PMS or whatever right and it's not saying that oh you gotta I gotta be there when you PMS no it mm -hmm. means that I was about to break and and she was there when it mattered it's not about putting all your problems on your friendship mm -hmm. so you overwhelm them but it's about if they reach out and say hey I'm having a problem you should have good enough friendships that you trust that when they are asking for help they're asking for help and I'm also proud of myself the growth to be able to say to hey say something, I'm right. not okay mind you I went on for two more days after telling you mm -hmm. hey I'm not okay but what I was doing as a single woman was telling someone that something was wrong. Right. Which if you live alone as a woman or, or you're single, it's very difficult because you realize like, 
who is my emergency contact or who is, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, those are real life adults and having to real decide. Real life things. Especially when you're in the house alone. You're when like, you're in the house alone. And so one of my biggest fears walking around the house is like, I really hope I don't hurt myself or be somewhere without my phone. And so I walk around with my phone in my mm -hmm. hand all the time. But I've learned, I have a responsibility to my friends to not come to them when I'm about to fall apart and they don't know what the hell is going on because they don't live with me. You have to keep them in the loop. Yeah. And so I had called my best friend that week. Then I, the next day I told you. And then on, on, on Thursday night, I tried to, you know, get the last bit of self-care I could. It still didn't work out. Um, and Friday morning, I woke up and my producer, who is definitely becoming a friend over time. Um, <laughs> my producer, Steph, I, I woke up that morning and I was like, I cannot record today. I said, I can't do it. And I walked down there just to tell her. And I just, I fell apart in her arms and I'm mm -hmm. crying. Like, she's like, oh my God, what, <laughs> what is wrong? Right, and I you was just like, woke up. Is it okay? She was like, what do you need? I said, I, I quit, bro. <laughs> like, I'm done. Like, this is my two weeks notice official today. Right. Who I, I got to inform? Who do I got to inform? And she's like, oh my God. So luckily, um, one of the guests um, had canceled that morning. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, instead of having our first guest start at that time, let's just started at that time that person was supposed to start. Right. And let's just, that gave me two hours, right? Before I absolutely had to start time. getting ready. And I right. said, you know what? You're right. I'll, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll pull it together. And I just laid on the couch silently. Mind you, I'm, I've packed up my house to, you know, to move to and all of that. First, yeah. And, you know, but I have my son with me as mm -hmm. well. So at one point, even during those couple of days, he had cried because he saw me upset, not from him right. or anything. It was Taking just, I, yeah. And, but my energy and he was like, oh, my God. Like, he was freaking out because I don't yell around him because mm -hmm. I don't. You know, he doesn't see me necessarily. He don't see you panic. He doesn't see me panic. But also, I also realized how important it was for him to, for me to talk to him. I said, hey, you don't have to cry. I said, I'm mm -hmm. not mad at you. I said, mommy is having a really difficult day. But, you know, a hug from you would make it so much better right now. And yeah. so he gave me a hug. You know, like that make it better. And yes, in reality, it made something better. And that was mm -hmm. my truth. Um, but. I, I laid down on the couch and I'm laying there like not moving. Um, and in walks Dara with a bag of the food that I wanted from the spot the night before that wasn't open. Now it's nine o'clock in the morning, y'all. <laughs> Why I'm eating short ribs and fried rice at nine a.m. But that's what I needed. It was my yeah. You have your routines and things, and I haven't lived in Atlanta very long, mm -hmm. so I haven't been going outside. I've just you know, been doing what I need, which is self-care. I found a place that has a comfort meal when right. I can't cook, which I had got in so late because I was already trying to take space to get on the road. And I was trying to care for myself and it was falling through. And they walked in um, with this food and, you know, had already arranged the schedule. And my best friend was coming in town that day. And mm. it was just like my my team swarmed me, you know, um, and cooked dinner. And, you know, like even our videographer cooked dinner and like just, hey, you you're you had a 10 today? Well, we got 90. Right. And it was just that moment of re really feeling like I couldn't break. And I think so many women that live alone and are single feel like you can't break because there is no one there. You're alone to catch you. And it's just, it's simply not true. If you put the energy into creating these friendships. So when we say, you know, be more intentional and look for alignment, it's because some of these friends that you make in one phase, they will be there forever. But all it takes is just like, just a little bit. But I'm just, I'm really grateful for the the whole thing. Like, no, it's not good to snap, but I can't no, remember the last time. You know, like. I was playing a game. Uh, I just got back from a trip, but on the trip, uh, me and my girlfriend's playing game. We're talking to each other and they're like, what's your favorite thing about having girlfriends? And we're all thinking, we all give an answer. And one of my friends goes, it's my ability to stop thinking when I'm around them. They do like, things the way we do it. So, so thorough. we're superwoman for everyone and everything, every second of the day. And live alone, live in the house with people. You got kids in the house. You don't got kids in the house. You somehow have become someone's brain and you're always going, you're always thinking and it's nonstop. And you're like, when do I get a break? When does someone get to think a little bit for me or tell me what's going on and yeah. show me what's planned and all these other things? And when she said it, we all looked at each other like, yeah, I know I'm smart. I know I can handle it. But I also need to know that when I'm with you, you're you can smart, handle it. you can handle it, and you're going to make sure I'm okay. And we may share responsibilities, but I always say like one of the best things of um, traveling with my friends is there's never like, oh, you do it, and then I was just paying and coming. Someone's like, okay, I got the rooms. Yeah. The other person's like, I got all these activities, and the other person is, oh, I got, I'm going to figure out our travel. 
It's a I, partnership. Right. I don't have to think all the time. I'm not responsible for everything that's going on. And that little bit of peace is exactly why I have the friends that I have or why I'm choosing to be around the women that I'm around. And the way that you decide that it's not yes. something that's um, that's chosen on a whim. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I love when people reach out and tell me that my job is doing what I've what my, my purpose is doing its job yeah. that I don't want to stop. And I don't want to feel like I can't talk to the women and say, hey, this is where I, I want to talk to you about this change or or be bashed for the criticism. Like when I get those messages I want to tell them the truth. Like, babe, you deserve somebody that you're in alignment with. Life is aligning mm -hmm. you with the girl that you keep running into at the park on your Amen. walk. The girl right. who's been at your gym for the last three years and y'all haven't said nothing. And you're missing it because you're you're asking the therapist or your counselor mm -hmm. to be your friend. That's the easy way out. And you deserve a better, closer friendship than that. And it's right. just like, I want to talk to women about how we play. the, You know, and I've mm -hmm. done that. But like I said, wanted to be closer to people before. And even with my work relationships, sometimes it's, I've realized I have to work with people that I can consider a friend because yeah. those friendships have gotten me to that point that everybody needs to feel like a friend if you're around. This is true. Everybody um, does become a friend. Everybody does become a friend um, or at least a great associate. Um, right. So I don't take it lightly. And I don't think that you should either. Um, if there is real alignment, even if it's and I've made friends with people that I wanted to work with over time. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, you guys saw me teaching at Sheila Marie's um, Unruly Retreat. That started off from me DMing her and telling her, hey, I think you're amazing. I look up to you. Glad to find a woman that looks like me. Right. right. I started off as a fan and that's okay to be fans of other women, but also making sure that we respect their boundaries and it being their work. And over time, I just stayed in touch as far as like responding in DMs or responding to, you know, the content that she's putting out or just sharing it. And Organic you, growth of the relationship. And also taking advantage of the things that they put out that they're telling you they're right. okay with. I have a Patreon where you join a private group chat with me. That is me saying, hey, if you want to get closer to me, this is a way that I'm comfortable with us getting closer. Showing support. Um, sh but you have to support that. And yeah. it's like, you might be like, oh, well, I don't have to pay for a friend. You have to remember, you may know me, but I don't know anything about you. You know what I'm saying? And so make sure that you're supporting the creatives that do have those Patreons. And like my producer is a huge, like she loved the Patreons. Like if uh -uh. she likes somebody, that's where she's going to go follow. She don't care about what you post Big to facts. everybody else. That's where all the good she, stuff is. You want to know the personal things Real. about them because when they be like, oh, you my friend in my head, in my head, I know that you don't know me from a can of paint, but, and I still do that. And because on Patreon, it'd be the things that you like, oh, I can't yes. wait to go on Patreon and find out. Because on the What's show, really y'all be like, okay, go to the Patreon if you want to know. I'm like, I okay. want to know. I you do want to know. Um, and so I just I just want us to bring that conversation up because this is what my friendships have to hold for me. They have to hold that space in my life for me to break down. Um, and I don't take that lightly. And I just, I don't think that you should either because you deserve like friendships as beautiful as this periwinkle woman right here next to me, you know? So um, I love that you're able to uh, live out your best feminine life and be all girly and have the no, romance. one day only. She from out of town. You know? <laughs> Um, all of that. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about as far as girlfriends is that my favorite part is that we allowed to do gay shit. And when I say gay shit, I don't want it to be a canceled type. I'm talking about <laughs> the about fact say, that you didn't see my smile. I was like, like, she really saying it? No, like the stuff that men be like, that's gay. Like we be boiling our titties at the spot, butt ass naked together. Like before I came on this episode, I was butt ass naked because this is a one piece. I had to take off my drawers and put on my one piece. And that I had is to very on, on brand though I for had, you. Yes, I be needing help to get in the clothes if y'all want me to salvage the face. And I've had to clip some of the things in the middle. Yeah. You like, got to be in the coochie sometimes. Look As here, she, I have I have had to open my legs for her to butt in my one piece yeah. so it don't pop up when I'm sitting down looking good on her for y'all. To the That's, designers who make these things. But like, why things, is it built like that? She had to help me get on this shirt while I was butt ass naked so my ass is resting on her on her belly button and but this is the, the stuff I love and about women she's trying to get your head and makeup through Listen, through the hole right and then you got about your ass and, on and her then, stomach and then you got men who who bend down and be like man don't look at my ass or, right. or pause <laughs> and that's what I mean I guess we just be doing gay shit and it's like it's not Clearly. the only I, I, I wish men could have things and I ain't saying just wave y'all dicks around and have swords fights no. that ain't what I'm saying but I'm saying I wish y'all didn't have to go through life with the fear of loving on your friend and it being gay the I, only yeah. thing that would would actually make you gay is, is gay. being gay yeah. 
<laughs> you know? So I, and I understand that it just may not be your preference and that's totally fine. But one of the things I really love is just not having to watch my body in front of one more person in front of myself and just even right. going to the spa, how empowering it is to see all those women of all different body types and shapes. Right. Walking and freely. Walking freely. And being able to see the beauty in each of them. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I see why she got kids. Oh, I see why she got, like almost every woman, like even like so many different types, like, I see, like, I see her swag. Oh, I see how she walks. Yeah. Like, okay, like, and they look different from you or either they have something that you thought you didn't like about yourself, but you're like, wait, but she has it too and I think she looks great. Like, it's just a very empowering thing to be able to boil your titties with your friends. And I think it's very nothing important. nothing sexual being tossed in there with a pause because yeah. for some reason we always have to revert to be like, well, this is not sexual, guys. Let me tell the world. <laughs> I want, listen, I know we've been talking about soft life for girls, for women on TikTok for the last like six months. Baby, I want soft life for the men too. I yeah. promise you it's going to be okay. You do not need to pause anything. And what's Nobody's thinking it but what? you now. And now all of us thinking it because you brought something up. It's okay. Just relax. Just chill. You baby. know what's so wild? They don't even be worried about stuff. They really be dangerous. Like a man will walk past a creepy van on the street and not move to the other side of the but road. But you got to pause real about hard with this buddy when you hug your friend. Like, hold on. First of all, that you can't is even a eat rape bananas in, in peace. You can't eat bananas in peace, and you were and but you don't see this creepy van, and you should right. move to the this other side of the street. This man been following you for five blocks. <laughs> You showed up at this woman's house with your wallet out from the club tonight. And, and that's dang. But this is what you were. All right. Okay. I, I, I don't know the struggles of being a man. I, we we want better. Um, we, we wish y'all the um, the peace. I but no, seriously. I want soft life for y'all. Um, and I say that because, you know, um, in, in all seriousness, you know, a lot of men don't even receive their first set of flowers until they die. Mm. And I just, I want. Those are um, facts. Even if you're not comfortable with the 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 whatever your pauses are whatever at least just try to have more loving friendships not all the women in your life being people that you sleep with mm -hmm. and um that way that you can just allow real love and affection in your life and you don't think that you always have to stay in a relationship to receive those needs hug your friends um, you know hug your friends and and cater to their love languages like i have Taurus friends so i have to touch people because they like to be hugged and touched and you know things like that and fed and fed we now that I, we always do yes Hey, you guys, hope you're enjoying the show. I just had to stop by and let you know that if you have not ordered your thigh-high socks from Sexual Essentials, you're behind. I know how it feels to buy lingerie and you say, ooh, I'm going to be real sexy and put it on, and it's sitting in the back of your drawer collecting dust. Let me tell you, the thigh-high socks are just so convenient. They're super sexy and they're actually comfortable. So instead of feeling like you have to make that large leap into lingerie, try the thigh-high socks. Your partner gets to see you looking sexy as well as yourself and they're super comfortable. Don't forget to use our code NJASP for 15% off. Tell your friends and make sure that you get your favorite color before they're gone. All right, now back to the show. As we transition on up out of here, I thought that we should just take a hard left because okay. in our situations sure. and friendship, we always do. Like, really, we'd be holistic and then we'd be hoeing. And I just love that for us. And it is just the diversity for me. Yes, okay. the diversity of the topics of, yes. Uh, so I want to talk about threesomes at this age and mm. how I would rather have a threesome with my friend these days before I have one with a Okay, that's where we're going. That's not stranger. where my mind went, but Okay. But you're prepared. Yeah. I, I'm glad that you didn't speak before you knew. No, you see, you got to listen see? before you open your mouth. Because mm, it could go either way. There's a lot of yeah. ways that sentence could have ended with you on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to talk about um, a couple of things that I think um, matter. Um, we've used, we started using this advice segment to talk about some of the courses that we talk about um, with my other business, Sexual Essentials. Um, I want you guys to know what type of content you're getting when you join the Patreon. And so there is threesome content that's on there. If you have been considering mm -hmm a threesome um, and the topic has come up, there's a video on there for that. If you're not sure if you want to have a threesome, if you're not sure how to have the conversation about if it's for you or not for you, that's on there. All the if you're not tricks. Absolutely. If you're not sure how to have a threesome or how to go about it after mm -hmm. you've had the conversation, we have a how to have a great threesome um, on there, as well as we even have position demos for some go-tos that are super sexy and non-awkward and us demonstrating certain things. Um, Listen, if you, if you think you do know, I feel like some of y'all can yeah, just go ahead and reread that book a couple times. Yeah, because a lot of people be having threesomes and it's not the best. 
Um, but I say, uh, I, I brought up the threesome conversation because I do feel like with my friends, I like, even when I went, um, if I go to the sex club, like I'm calling my friend, like to go with me. Like, uh, not, I can't that. always promise that I'm gonna call like a partner, but I'm like, hey, you wanna go to the sex club with me? And guess what? Sure do. I sure do. You know, <laughs> um, being able to know that um, my sexuality is safe with my friends matters. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, I think that is one of the reasons that I really like threesomes. I think that I like more love. I really like the more effect. Now, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'll be tired as fucking. You'll never know when that shit is over. And I really be needing a snack and water break. Um, but outside of that's those why things, I don't like threesomes. <laughs> I like one I every be, now and then. It's not I like I need to have it every. I don't. You right. I think like once or twice a year. Oh, a year. Um, <laughs> okay, back it's it all, up. It's all right, um, but it is. But I'm, again, it is exhausting. And depending on who is there, you like, wow, we've been going for a long time. Have we played a whole album? It's, is that an we, EP? Are we done? Are we done? We like, share affection. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I do think that it's very important to know how to engage and have more fun with threesomes because um, threesomes aren't always like serious because all three of y'all in a relationship. Sometimes mm. is it is Joy. just fun and friendship. And I think some of you guys need more assistance in having a safe, consensual um, sexual experience that does include more friendships and fun and just lusty sexual things in a still in a healthy way. Um, so make sure that you check out Patreon because we have a lot of threesome content from the positions to try, the conversations to have, the the thoughts, and even the scenarios that you may come up against. Um, so make sure that you check that out below. Um, also, when you do join the Patreon, you get added to um, my close friends on this page um, where we just show some of the behind the scenes when we're bulk recording on those weekends and maybe some events that I go to um, and kind of just like just behind the scenes and also some of my more raw thoughts. Um, but also you get most of that when you join the Patreon and you join the private group chat um, on Discord um, where we talk about everything. You receive everything first. So if you want to be one of my um friends of the podcast in a way that I'm comfortable with make sure that you check that out because um it is a more personable experience um and also it supports me um as well so um we're gonna wrap up on out of here with okay, protect our that thing yes we're gonna go on here we we wrapping up <laughs> um our spiritual tip of the day um is about taking all the energy crystal and witchy conversation talks and um illuminating really what's going on, which is breaking it down in small pieces here and there. Mm -hmm. um, and just sharing all those little things that we don't even know exist or um, a practice or even just explaining so we can have a better understanding of, you know, this spiritual talk, you know. Okay, a little education. I'm a little education. Um, and I want to end um, this with, um, after I had the experience last week uh, with just breaking down Mm -hmm. Um, I had an energy cleansing after that, yeah. ironically. So we ended up recording that day and everything mm -hmm. ended up working out beautifully. Um, and really amazing episodes, by the way. But when I felt like I was breaking down, I had reached out to a woman who actually I'm going to bring on the podcast. So you guys, I don't have all the information and proper words yet because right. I just experienced it for the first time. But I'm sure that's going to be an episode. It's, it's going to be in the soon. episode. So, mm -hmm. um, um, so she is coming on the show, but before I bring anyone on the show, I always ex try out whatever it is first. I vet them by doing the experience myself mm -hmm. or whatever. You test dummy everything. I first. do. I test everything for y'all. Um, and I had scheduled it because I knew that I needed something different. Like I was mm -hmm. literally breaking and all of my tactics that I've learned to keep myself okay, whether it be tarot for intuition and calming my anxiety or calling Gigi or having mm -hmm. a session, none of those things were working. Um, and I had met this woman and I knew she was going to be on my show and we were already scheduling to have a session. But I was like, you know, hey, I know it's short notice. Are we able to do the energy cleansing session tonight? Um, and so she came over. Um, you can go to her, but I just preferred her here right. at the content house. Um, and she, you lay down on a massage table and she not only balanced my chakras, but she basically laid me down and she pulled the energy, like the trauma from different parts of my body. You tell me, I'm so mad I missed that. It was so amazing. Now, I've seen her do it before and I've watched her manipulate that same trauma energy that she's pulling from your body mm -hmm. and put it, like leave it around your genitals to even release as orgasm, like that energy being stuck in one place as orgasm and then still taking it out of your and body pull, or pulling it up and down. Yeah. Your body. Pulling it up and down your body, showing that you can literally grab onto energy. Mm -hmm. um, but when she did the cleanse in that moment, like I knew that I felt a release because I did cry um, because I saw flashes of 
different harmful things that I definitely felt like I was holding on to from childhood. And I actually saw it in my head, like almost right. like a dream. Um, and so my body just cried. It, it held space for that sadness. Let and then I the cried, emotion. I let it go. And then when the session was over, I felt lighter. And mm. I was like, okay. okay. But the next day when I woke up, I didn't have so much weight or overthinking about myself. And I, I don't realize, I don't think that everyone realizes if you're an overthinker, you have to find a way to let go of those thoughts. They can't yeah. stay there forever. Um, so even if I do overthink, I have to create more spiritual practices that relieve me of those thoughts completely. Okay, fine. You want to analyze it from A to Z? No problem. But we still have to delete that bin on our laptop. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you still have to empty out your trash can on your exactly. laptop. Like you may say you deleted it. All you it. did was move it from you just moved being it. your right. face. Yeah. You, you moved it off the desktop and put it in the trash bin. Mm -hmm. But guess what? You haven't dumped your trash bin. And so spiritually, I feel like I dumped my trash bin and I let go of those things that I was dreaming about. And so for the first time that morning, I went out and we were running behind per usual. Um, and... I was, I said, I have to make two stops before we start. I went through one stop and I knew that it was going to make me late. And I called and asked somebody, someone from the house, asked my producer, I said, hey, if I come to the house now to go ahead and get my makeup and get ready, could you run this last errand for me? Mm -hmm. She said, sure, that's no problem. That makes sense. And it was just that. And I was just like, I didn't realize how much weight I had been holding trying to do everything myself. Right. That I needed to do that breakdown. One, to teach me that I can be caught. By my, by my family, we're not just saying it, you guys really are my family, mm -hmm. but also that after you go through that shit, let it go. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited to dive more into a new, you know, I love trying out new shit and I haven't tried out nothing new spiritually in a very long time. Um, since tarot, I've been getting close to tarot for the last six months. Um, but since then I haven't. And just the energy and the, the lightweightness that I felt since doing it, I can't. Um, wait to um, bring her on the show and, you know, give you guys more information and also to keep experiencing that um, those sessions because you can keep doing them and they keep taking away more things and mm. you keep feeling the results yeah, yeah, for up to it. two weeks. Um, but also you don't even realize what trauma you're holding. Right. The things that we remember. The energy is placed all in your body. How often do you remember things, bad things that have happened to you? You're still holding on to them. Like, right. You know, that your brain's actually allowing you to remember. Yes. Like I've learned, I've went through so many different types of therapy to one, learn how to process my emotions when I think about certain mm -hmm. things. But also this is a new type of therapy that allowed me not to learn how to process, but to just let it go. Like it right. literally sounds Dump like trash, yeah. a memory. Like it feels, you know, a memory. Right. So um, I'm grateful to have just the memory, you know, um, and it's, that's not just EMDR, but another spiritual practice. It, sometimes it takes more than one type of therapy, you guys. So I really hope that me sharing my experiences, which is a really vulnerable um, thing. I hope that it's helping you to sort through and figure out what's for you and what you can try because um, even though we may not be able to be real life friends, this is real life intentional. This show mm -hmm. is so I can speak to as many people as possible. Um, so you can have the maybe a, a, a version of a friend that you've never had before. Um, and I still want to encourage you guys to keep making those friendships and, you know, planting the seeds so that way you can have something. Um, someone as beautiful as Periwinkle Dare over here. Um, with me, I I love that for y'all. I hope that y'all have hands that at this point. Muffin hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to my fans. So, um, all of us are a little awkward around friendships. So, uh, thank you again for always coming back on the show. Um, seeing it through, I would never ever ever stop giving your flowers for loving me That's the way that you do. That's my favorite place to be, sugar. Um. So with that being said, um, thank you guys so much. If you guys want to see more of Dara, you can also check her out on my Patreon below. She has done some sexual position demos as well for us. Um, so make sure you check that out. Make sure that you follow the um, Content House page at SC Content House if you have an event panel or would like to shoot your own podcast or book podcast the way that we do. Um, we can support you in creating the extraordinary content that you like, um, as well as make sure that you follow the podcast. And please share this episode with someone, share it with your friends. Um, all of it matters, okay? Um, the intentionality comes full circle when you support us supporting you. Um, so thank you so much. Um, make sure that you guys join the Patreon and we will see you next time. Hasta luego. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as Sexual.Essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. 
not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.